0: Seven eight six four four is brought to you by Texas Hatters, Wella Foods, Thunderbird Bars, Christina Valdez Realtor, Corzone Team Realty Austin, and Viva Tlingua, the Big Bang of Texas Music Exhibit at the Whitliff Collections at Texas State University. Four.
1: Two of us can get together. There's nothing sweeter, finer. When it's nice and cold, I can hold my baby closer to me. Collecting all the kisses that are...
0: It's that time of year again, and we here at 78644 would like to thank you for sticking with us as we've grown the show. It's been a great year for us. In this episode, we will visit with several artists and songwriters, as well as an exclusive with the cast and director of Elf the Musical, on this special holiday edition. I'm Stephen Collins, and this is 78644.
1: Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful, and if there's no place to go, let it snow, let
0: Nestled it snow, in the historic Martindale Motor Company building, Duet's Texas Club, a live music venue and hotel, exudes history and charm. Acquired in 2019, this meticulously restored gem offers a journey into the past. Beyond preserving history, it played a pivotal role in ending Martindale's prohibition. With fully furnished apartments above, it's an ideal weekend getaway. Duet's, alongside local businesses, has revitalized Main Street, creating a charming destination filled with live music, art, and history. We sat down with husband and wife duo at the heart of Duet's Texas Club, Ryan and Katie Grumetbauer. They are the heart and the soul of this establishment, which bears the name of their spirited daughter, Duetta.
2: From, you know, the days of having the cafe and... And looking over and seeing this building, it was the last building that was kind of, you know, what had happened to Martindale. Carlton, that owns the rest of the buildings, had renovated everything around like 2009 to 2012. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, I guess he didn't want it. This one, everyone kind of thought was a lost cause, basically. And it was condemned. And it was just sitting there, and everybody was kind of, you know, he like. Uh, he was
3: planning to tear it down. It was, it mm-hmm. was going to be knocked down, and our business partners, Maury, who lives across the street from the building now, he was like, no, it's not. It's not going to be torn down, and he's the one who bought it and took it off um, the condemned list and did all the work, and it's actually a nationally restored of uh, public places. I'm gonna mess that yeah, that, I mean, it's
2: a it's a historical landmark mm-hmm. now, and so... We'll have
3: the plaque that comes out in the next year.
2: It's on the national and state registry. Mm-hmm. And it also has made Martindale a downtown historic district as well.
0: Wow. So what I'm just curious, what's included now that that's happened? What happens to, to the downtown?
2: Um, I, think, I think it's just now that it's official. Obviously, it's always been historic. But to get the plaque, you know, or to get on that list, because people, like, you know, travel the world following these mm-hmm. kind of, you know, historic lists. It also wanting- keeps
3: where there is um, building codes that mm-hmm. they can't yeah. tear down a historical building
2: mm-hmm. now. It preserves it. It
3: preserves yes, it. Yeah. It exactly. keeps it at its... And I know
0: you have to keep the building within an aesthetic
2: time period and stuff, mm-hmm. but it doesn't so seem to be a problem with this, you yeah. know, at all. Yeah. yeah. No, and all, I mean, honestly, I think uh, the THC it's, is like... Pr- historical r- Commissioner. ...really yeah. proud of this building yeah. because our partners did not... They not skip on anything. Mm-hmm. They went all out on the historic. I mean, our, our side of our front,
3: it. the front curved wall is all the original wood from the building.
2: It's that so has great. Been
3: put back together like a puzzle piece after being torn down.
2: The bar is longleaf pine that was the floor joist of the second floor originally. Mm-hmm. All the beadboard is original as well.
0: Wow, that is. If you can see it, it's. It. I mean, it's looks brand new.
2: Yeah. 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 That was the other thing was that you could use the old stuff but make it look new. Yeah, some of their you know criteria kind of Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, that's great. Yeah, I mean, Maury, you know, Maury really is the one that saved this building, and then he approached us a couple of years ago.
3: Two and a half years ago, when we were running the cafe, he approached us and was like, "Hey, I'm redoing this building. We want a restaurant down below. You guys interested?" And we were like. Well, do you want a music video or music venue as well? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I guess. We're like, cool, because that's and what we want. Bar. Yeah, that's what we want to do. Yeah, um, <laughs>
0: and it, it will bring people out. Yeah. yeah. Well, we we were talking about how now that duets is open, you you're on the list with venues like Flores Country Store, mm-hmm. Green Hall. Cheatham Playing Street Warehouse. And yeah. Well, we're trying, we're <laughs> yeah. trying to be. Well, it's yeah. that kind of venue. You've mm-hmm. made that kind of venue, so now it's getting people to understand. But music, when people are those, – those places, people are used to going and having that experience. Right. So I, I, I think that's a good strategy where, you know, right off the bat, you're like, this is what we are. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that was that that was the yeah. plan? Totally.
3: Yeah. We were always knew we wanted to be a destination location that you're not just coming out here to be a restaurant or just a bar or just a music venue. We had to do all three really well, and we had to make sure that each thing that you're coming for is being executed. And so, being the destination and being Martindale is just not on that same like green Texas. It's not you know as close to San Antonio, and so things like that that we're competing with and trying to get on the map is that we're having it put that little extra oomph into the bar, into the music, into the, the kitchen, just to really showcase that yeah. we're going to be here for a while. We're not, mm-hmm. we're not giving up. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, you know, green
2: back in the seventies was probably a lot like Martindale, Yeah, you yeah. know, I, that's what I tell people. It's, it's Martindale's green 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think we're trying to achieve the same thing as green now, modern day green, but that is, I mean, that's the idea is like, to bring life back to Martindale, you know, it's still pretty quiet here. We're still pretty not known, yeah, yeah, in the grand scheme of how many people well, are just in Martindale this area. in general
3: is not mm-hmm. known. We tell people we we own a bar in Martindale, and they're like, "Oh, where's that?" Thinking it's like forever. I'm like, "No, it's literally eight minutes from San Marcos," yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "Wait, is, what?"
0: Yeah, I, I, <laughs> the tubing
3: place. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. This is this is my river access. I like yeah, right. I'm, I've, I've, i even brought my fly fishing setup. Yeah, yeah. It goes totally. The river a little bit. No, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, we. I, I tell people we're kind of the sister city of Lockhart because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we pull a lot of people from Lockhart. We have, you know, some, so many friends, and we lived in Lockhart prior to, and so Lockhart not having a river, you know, this is where people come for their summer hangs. And summer yeah, things. yeah, mm-hmm. it's, so. it's
0: 15 minutes away or yeah. 10 minutes away. Yeah, yeah. And Martindale, to me, was always like, it was kind of like the back lot. You could come film out here or do whatever, and it was just frozen in time. But yeah. now mm-hmm. you guys have kept that vibe. Um, it's, have you ever been to Madrid, New Mexico, like right mm-hmm. out of Santa Fe? It was an uh-huh. old mining town, okay. And it it's got that thing where you, thirty years ago or whatever, I just stumbled onto it and thought I was the only guy that knew about it. Of course, I wasn't. Yeah. They uh, Disney made a uh, movie called Wild Hogs, okay, a okay. motorcycle yeah. comedy, uh-huh. and they filmed it in Madrid. Okay. But it's about this size, and uh, it was an old mining town that just kind of became a ghost town. Mm-hmm. But now people go hang. But but there's artists that live out there, mm-hmm. and you could go out there and see a band. And it hasn't expanded. It's, it's what it is. Mm-hmm. People go, and then they go home. Yep. And I think that would be cool I mean, I for I think here. that's
3: really important to us is that, yes, we want to grow. We want more people to come out, you know, sustain the business. But we want to honor and cherish that small town getting to discover something. And I think that's where the magic of Martindale really exists is that you come out here, and you're like, whoa, this is, like, something that you don't get to see all the time. You don't get to see small town, you know, Texas and being in the first bar to have liquor in a Texas town. Like, I mean, those things just don't happen anymore in our, you know, generation. Mm-hmm. So it's fun to preserve that and make it feel you're coming into a small town. You're coming in and you're going to know all the people that are sitting at the bar with you. I think that's important to us that it's not a big business in a small town, but it's a small town with a big business that we're, you know, hoping to honor the smallness.
0: Yeah, I, I see that. Yeah. And I think you're doing a good job of that. Let's talk a little bit about the food, because the food's just as important as the music. Yeah. Because uh, I, I know you, you've ran the Martindale Cafe for how many years now have you had that plate? Or, no, uh, we had it, it for
2: but, almost three. For three. For three. For three yeah, it,
3: about three and a half years. And then we sold it. Um, beginning of this year. The Beginning of this year. We knew we were coming here and we knew we couldn't do both.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you sold
3: that. Mm-hmm. We sold that in the beginning of uh, January of 2023. 20- and it's still rocking and rolling with the new owners, Emily and Zach and Connor. And, you know, they're chill, still trucking along on Cafe and holding that down. And, but yeah, we knew we knew we needed to do a restaurant. And Martindale is still a food desert in a sense. And so we got on with Jeff McGowan, who's our chef. Um, he was out of Austin. He used to own a food truck. And before he owned the food truck, he had a restaurant in Santa Barbara that he was the head chef there.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's worked like, three or four really awesome places in Austin throughout the last couple decades. Mm-hmm. And I met Jeff while he had the food truck, which was called Kick Drum. Uh, my brother worked for him. And so while we were living in Austin, you know, I went to go see my brother working and, and I met Jeff. Most of the time I saw him, he was at Hops and Grain Brewery, you know, just getting to know him. And then like I had his burger and I was like this is the best burger I've ever had you know and this was like 10 years ago 8 years ago and so you know we we also just like kicked it off as like just a good hang and he was a cool guy and then when we were kind of getting this started we kind of kept in touch a little bit and then you know covid obviously was super hard for everyone you know in that world and I think for him you know it was super hard for the food truck and so he kind—I of, guess—he had to close down during that time, and it just never was able to kick back up. And then once we got rolling here, I had hit him up just as consulting, because I was—I guess—I was, I guess I was going to do the kitchen. <laughs> uh, yeah, hit him up for consulting, and he came out and you know was kind of helping make sure like I was getting the right kitchen equipment and the layout and everything. And you know, I can kind of—I could tell, like looking at him, that he was like, "Man, this is like really cool out here, like Martindale," and like, he was um, slowly
3: falling falling in love. with Yeah. Like yeah. Nine yeah. Nine yeah. Nine yeah. Ten, yeah,
4: yeah.
2: So. And so, yeah, we, we had a conversation with, with our partner and, you know, and it was kind of also just like one of those things where I was like, I was getting a bit overwhelmed with the idea of like what we're trying to do and me being the one that's supposed to do it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, but we, you know, we were able to, you know, make an offer for Jeff and his kids are, were, were living in San Marcos too. And so it just was like,
3: Kind of worked out. Really. Yeah, and he was like, "Okay, I'm going to move from North Austin to
2: yeah, move it was a down big, to
3: Martindale. A big change and, for him. Yeah, he went from a tiny, you know, apartment in Martindale or in Austin to now a three bedroom house in yeah. Martindale. And he's like, yeah. "Wait, this is awesome.
2: Oh yeah, we are so stoked. Yeah, at, we're really at what we're happen. able to have with him here." The food is amazing I, we we've always wanted that dream. I think we always knew like you know we knew we had to have food out here because you can't have a bar in Martindale you can have a restaurant that serves liquor and being a destination place you know you can't we just ne- didn't want to have just another burger place that was just like right. here's a you know greasy burger or whatever but Jeff has really I think put us on another level mm-hmm. of so like, yeah, we didn't want
3: burgers, and we're like, "Well, we want that." Burger. Yeah, we want
2: that burger. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, we have steak frites. We got a chorizo and mussels on the men- menu. Um, he's making a special tonight. It's a bacon wrapped quail. So it's like you know, we call it elevated bar food. A lot of like shareables and uh, small plates and stuff like that. But
3: like our bison short rib egg rolls. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, no, that sounds good.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's just, it's really exciting to know. I mean, we're six weeks in right now, so. Yeah. There's so much more to be done and so many other ideas that we have in the kitchen to, you know, really blow people's minds in that, yeah. that area.
0: But let's talk a little bit about your, your vision for what you'd like to see happen.
3: I think we want to be on the map. I think we want to be one of the household venues that you're going out, like floors or like even stubs, even though we're not that size, but that it's something that, oh, you want to go see a show in Texas, you want to go see it at duets. And not even just from a, a fan base, but even from a musician side. We want the musicians to feel like, I'm going through Texas. I have to make a stop in Martindale and play. Because, you know, you get a, a green room that's a one-night stay and you can, like, you know, crash and do laundry and shower and, you know, yeah, be that's sleeping cool. right above the venue. And then, you know, you get a chef-made meal and, you know, that our, our sound is, we want to we want to be on the map for that. And so I think that's the goal is to be a household Name in that world. And then once people get here, realize that, oh, I can have a crafted cocktail and a chef made dinner is kind of like that sweet and I icing. Think yeah.
2: our, our venue is also very intimate, whereas, you know, some of these other venues that we're trying to compete with are, are larger venues where we're, we are a smaller 250 capacity. Which, you know, when you come in here, you think like, oh, that's a lot of people in here. But once they're here, it doesn't feel that way. But there's an in, an intimacy mm-hmm. of seeing a band here that I, I don't think you can get at a whole lot of other places. No, I agree. You know?
3: That human connection, I think that's always important to us. Back to like wanting to honor, you know, small town is wanting to honor that connection and finding magic within, you know,
2: yeah, seeing mean,
3: music and being in the arts.
2: It's really exciting when these band, every band that we've had come through so far, they don't know what to expect when they come out here. You know, there's a few of them that are friends of ours and they, they knew what was happening. Right. Some of these other bands that have no idea, you know, they, it's just been booked and they're coming out here and they're just like, what, where are we? What are we doing? (laughs) And then they, they're out here like, oh my God, like this is, you know, everyone's been blown away and, and it, it's like, okay, cool. Like, it, it's good. It has that feeling like I think this is going to work. It's, it's moving in the right Absolutely, direction. Yeah. You know, the the vibe, the, the culture. I think in the 10
0: year plan will include us all just being San Antonio and Austin as one town. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, we've done our research of not in Martindale, but within the next five to 10 years, there's something 50, like 50,000 new homes being built yeah. in a 15 mile radius of Martindale. Yeah. So we knew like we were investing in an area that was going to grow mm-hmm. eventually.
3: I call it the last river frontier. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's, yeah it's true. <laughs> the um, last little strip. And then there's like something like 7 million people from South Austin to North San Antonio. So, I mean, there's, a, there's enough people out here. To know, come out here. To come Just out that, here. I yeah. agree.
0: In San Antonio, for song-based music, there's one or two venues. Mm-hmm. I know Garrett has his venue, right. and then there's mm-hmm. Sam's, but there's not another venue on the way. And so I think it's a good place to stop on the way. Totally. You, you don't have something at green. This place, duet right. has air conditioning. Right. So yeah. as, a, as a musician, I'm very and happy. With yeah. That. And yeah. heat. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad we've upgraded
2: since, totally. since the 1920s yeah. to have that. Thank right. you. <laughs> oh, and I, you know, I think that goes back to, you know, what we can offer compared to some of these other places, you know, is it's a bit more intimate. It's a, it's a higher, I don't want to say higher end, but it's an elevated experience. It's an elevated, yeah. That you get, you know, see some of these bands that you would see at an old honky tonk, which we love. I mean, and and that's you know that's just the way the space also played out. You know, I mean, yeah. you walk in here and it's like, oh, this is a bit nicer than. You well, know- that
0: it kind of calls for that. I think you just kind of serve the building. Yeah, you know? exactly. And uh, wow. if you haven't been here, you know, we've when you first walk in, you've got fantastic little porch patio seating in the front and then big large windows that they don't really make except in the 30s you <laughs> right. know, which is great so natural light and so it's a beautiful spot one last component i think we talked about it a little bit but there is a green room which is the lofts upstairs mm-hmm. and you can rent those out have we talked about that it's mm-hmm.
3: the the western 1924 luxury lofts the building was built in 1924, and so kind of nodding to that a little bit. But yeah, there's five total fully furnished apartment complexes that are short-term rental Airbnb, VRBO kind of style. But they have Western1924.com, and you can go and book, you know, whenever you want. And mm-hmm. one night stay minimums at the, at the moment. So if you want to come to a show and you want to crash for the night, there's a two bedroom apartment that you can hang out in. Being a destination is having somewhere nice to stay and Absolutely. having that old school saloon feel that like oh there's rooms upstairs you know come down have a cocktail and then call back up and go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean they're brand new because yeah. they weren't existent at that time, but yeah they're they're cream of the crop. I yeah. would say they're definitely a nice Airbnb stay. Mm-hmm. You're going to a boutique hotel.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once we got out here and realized like oh there's there's a cool community there's mm-hmm. you know something that we hadn't. Ad yet, yeah, that's um, what I realized when yeah. I moved to Lockhart too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just
0: fantastic when you when you find an authentic community. Yeah, yeah. it's totally. not like a developer got together and said, "Okay, we're going to build <laughs> this thing," and then there will be community. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. not how that works. No. No, so
3: we no, fell no. in love with um, it, and then we're like, "Okay, let's do it here." Yeah. This, yeah. Is what, this is what we have to do.
2: And, and there's many people, especially in Martindale, you know, that started this. Really, I mean, they were the ones that were here way before. And the fact that people here have been very open to new people coming and being a part and accepting not even open,
3: extremely supportive. I think the community of Martindale, it really does feel nostalgic and like small town where I'm like I can walk my kid can run around in the street and I know that the neighborhood is helping take care of her. Right. And I think, you know, back to that point of having a family and realizing you want to put roots and be a little different is Martindale is so community, almost village type. You know, you, you feel connected to your patrons. Yeah. They, at this point, are family to us. I mean, they come to our holidays at our house, yeah, sure. <laughs> and, sudden, like, I mean, we just... That's great. No, that's, that's what you happened. want. That's authentic, yeah. yeah.
0: One last question, and how how do you think that artists and musicians and bands feel about having to do at least one duet with someone when they play here? I mean, at least
3: one. I love that. I mean there's no one else doing that the really. The first brainstorming meetings we had when we decided on the name Duets, um, which was actually a former employee of the cafe, was because we were going through the name pot and like, "What are we naming this new space?" And she's like, "Name it after your daughter Duetta, weirdo." And I was like, "Oh my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> didn't
2: think about that. Uh, no, I mean we that was like a funny thing that we thought about too. It was like uh, we love just having karaoke too as a, you know a fun thing for everyone i mean yeah yeah exactly (laughs) but we always thought like because of duets and you know and duets plays with a lot of things with like pairings and stuff like that which is another food thing that we have in mind is like having special dinner ticketed nights and stuff like that um but a fun thing that we really want to start doing is like a karaoke night where every everything has to be duets like it's two people up there at the same time doing a song that is a duet kind of thing. And so, yeah, the name, you know, obviously being named after our daughter, which, you know, makes it more personal Personal in that aspect. Yeah. There's so many other things that we play off of that. Yeah, know?
0: I love that. Yeah, yeah. With the food and, and the music, that's great. Mm-hmm.
3: Two T's. Yeah, two T's.
0: Two tees. T's and duet. Yeah.
3: Okay.
0: Austin Music Love is putting out a local music discovery letter. They will send out the new songs that are released daily by local artists in the Central Texas area, including Lockhart. Plus, you can personalize your newsletter by genre. Over 1,500 local artists are signed up to have their music distributed through the newsletter, and there are about 50 new releases per week across all genres. Some of the Lockhart artists included are Augustin Ramirez, Melissa Engelman, Telenovela, R.F. Shannon, Richard Watson, and Parker Chapin find out more at austinmusiclove.com
5: Hey folks, Emily here from Wella, a local family-owned business right here in Lockhart, Texas. We make everyday foods you love like Thunderbird, Superfood, Energy Bars, and our Wella Hot Cereal, and more with only clean ingredients and amazing flavors. You can find us at HEB, Central Market, Whole Foods, Good Things on the Lockhart Square, as well as ThunderbirdBar.com, WellaFoods.com, and Amazon.
0: Well, we had the annual Lockhart Christmas Parade, which is a no-miss event if you live here in Lockhart. Or even if you don't, you should come out and check it out. But if you did miss it, Miss Mary Catherine Davenport covered the event. Mary Catherine?
1: This is Mary Catherine Davenport, and I am on the courthouse square in Lockhart waiting for the start of the lighted Christmas Parade. I wish you could see everybody, all these families and visitors packed in tight as far as the eye can see. I am wearing my favorite Christmas sweater. It's got the little reindeers and the angels and the Santa Clauses and the people with shopping bags. It's the cutest thing. Anywho... We're waiting for the parade to start. It should start coming down the road any minute now. Well, sir, you look like you're having the best time. What's your favorite part of the parade so far?
6: Well, the dogs.
1: Dogs? Well, I saw an unauthorized dog running down the road in the parade, but maybe I missed the dogs. Which part of the parade were they in? I like dogs. And there you have it. The dogs win this year's parade. Hi, what's your name? Connor. Connor, what did you like best about the parade so far?
4: Um, probably um, the boats that are decorated.
1: Do you like boats? I'm getting lots of nods and a shaking of the head. (laughs) What's Santa Claus going to bring you this year?
4: Um, I don't know. If you don't know, it's
1: going to be a complete surprise. (laughs) Now we have some random farm vehicles filled with families dressed up and waving. One of them is blasting that song that we all hear in the grocery store all season long. You know the one. All I want for Christmas is never to hear that song again. There's some folks playing guitar and having a fine old time. Hey there,
4: young man. What's your name? My name is Fabian. Hello, what did you like best about the parade so far? Well, I think the best thing I like about the parade is how they decorated all the floats. It was very nice. You got some nice lights on there yourself tonight. Thank you. Nice to meet you.
1: Well, I think that's the last of the emergency vehicles and all the motorcycles have cleared on out. I think that's the end of another lighted Christmas parade. This is Mary Catherine Davenport reporting from the square. Happy holidays, everybody.
0: Well, thank you for that, Mary Catherine. Always good to hear from you. Stay tuned for these messages.
7: So... The phone rings, the David the White House, and I'm like, oh crap. Big Tim wants money. And I'm like, okay, Jim, what's up? And he goes, excuse me? It was a lady. I said, I'm sorry, ma'am. I thought you were a friend that was calling from the White House and this is excuse me, but are you David Torres? David A. Torres is a yes ma'am. Alright, well, we're calling to verify the value of the president's hat to put in the archives and we need to verify. And I said, yes, ma'am, and I told her the price and everything. And she goes, okay. And then she goes, excuse me, but you said, Jim, and I need to make sure there's nothing left unturned on this conversation. You thought I was Big Jim. What does that mean? And she goes, is there something I need to know of? Because this is a president. And I'm like, well, let me tell you, street lingo, friends of ours call the White House. It really means the penitentiary. And she goes, so you're saying... Street lingo out there is called the White House really means sometimes the penitentiary. And I said, yeah, because the building's painted white. And she goes, hey, hey, hey. well, OK, well, I just needed to verify and clear the air because the whole f- family of Texas Hatters has security clearance and y'all have all been checked out.
0: Come on down to Texas Hatters where we top the best. Elf the Musical is the hilarious tale of Buddy, the young orphan child, who mistakenly crawls into Santa's bag of gifts and is transported back to the North Pole. Unaware that he's actually human, Buddy's enormous size and poor toy-making abilities cause him to face the truth. With Santa's permission, Buddy embarks on a journey to New York City to find his birth father, discover his true identity, and help New York remember the true meaning of Christmas. Our theater correspondent, Kara McGregor, sat down with director Tammy Francis and the cast right before the show was to open. Since its opening, it's been sold out, and is currently sold out for the rest of the run.
1: I am here at the Gaslight Baker Theater, and rehearsals for Elf the Musical are underway. This is the holiday extravaganza at the theater this year. It's based on the movie Elf, where an orphan boy is raised by Santa's elves, He grows up, and he goes in search of his dad bringing the spirit of Christmas to the big city. That's a very brief summary, and there's so much more. So I'm here to talk with the directing team and two of the players to see what it's
5: all about. All right, and quiet on the set. It's a scene inside a snow globe. It's a very apropos globe. Just buddy and the world's greatest dad.
1: So first off, we're going to hear from Tammy Francis, who is the director of this wonderful production, and from Victoria Peterson, who's the assistant director and the music director. So Tammy, first of all, what drew you to this show? I mean, there's a whole uh, canon of of holiday entertainment to choose from. Tell me why this was the one.
8: Well, first of all, it has a lot of kids, and the way that we pick our season is we have a Lists of plays that we pick from. And Victoria and I saw this on the list and we started talking about this over a year ago. And we're like, hey, we could do Elf. What do you think? We could do Elf the Musical. I'm like, yeah, let's pitch that if they choose Elf, we could be the ones to do it. So that's kind of how that came along. And plus for me personally, I always look for plays, and especially Christmas plays, with a wide variety of ages. I like working with the very young, the teens all ages all ages of grown-ups i think we all learn from each other that way
1: that's wonderful although i have to say i'm reminded what's the quote from wc fields he says uh never work with children or animals there's a lot of children happening
8: in this. So tell me about the child wrangling. Oh, well, that's just, I've been doing this for 10 years doing the after school programs and the summer programs. And I have my own kids and I've been a substitute teacher for 13 years. So it's a very natural fit for me. And I, I really do enjoy kids and I really enjoy what I learn from them. They're, Just have a spark, and they have an inspiration, and they are just charming and and very fun, even sometimes exhausting, but still there's fun in that.
1: I can feed off that energy,
8: though. The energy for that you get from kids is just amazing, and I love it. And uh, some of the parents that have been with us through the whole
9: process have really helped um, maintain children, like Harrison's mom. She's been very involved. So that's helped, too, having involved parents.
1: This is Victoria. She's the music director. Victoria, tell me more about teaching kids music. <laughs> a lot of kids have natural talent. Maybe they have some training or experience, previous experience, and I'm sure some do not. So tell me about that adventure.
9: It's been very similar to working with adults in the past who don't know how to read music. So I just kind of pulled from that. It's been fun. Um, there's a lot of excitement with the kids, and it's better to work with more energy than less. So um, it's been fun to mold that into something. It's my first time working with children, and I love it. Like, I want to do it again. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's been my favorite part of it. That is
1: terrific. I know it. The stage kind of lifts several feet up off the ground when all that kid energy right. kind of climbs on it. I've enjoyed the few times I've gotten to work with children. It's fun. So this is a. St- stage version it's not the movie a lot of your audience will be familiar with the movie there's things that happen in the movie that i wonder if it's part of the stage show like the ice skating tell us a little bit about how this is translating from the movie experience into what people will see on the stage
8: uh, it's very, very close. It follows the movie plot, characters. There are some characters that aren't in it. You will not find Miles the Angry Elf. And then you'll have some of the office workers that are combined into uh, other pe- people. But for the most part, if you're a lover of the movie, you will love this. And the songs you are going to go home singing, it is unbelievably well written music and it's just so fun. Anyone that loves the movie is going to love this. Just be aware that Miles isn't in it, which I was kinda sad because I love that character and everything's condensed.
1: The movie has music, but it's you know, they're they're singing organically, you know, right. in the scenes, right? So this is different. Well, another Papa Elf isn't
9: in it Thank who um, I really liked. So Santa's more like Papa Elf. Right. And and the singing some some of the songs that uh were in the movie aren't in on the stage that people may wish they could hear but they'll like what they hear
8: and they're going to love what they see mm-hmm. our choreographer uh has done an amazing job with the songs um and we have so much talent there's so much talent on the stage it's exciting I'm really looking forward to seeing everyone in costumes because our costumer Jill Kamendiener has spent so many hours sewing special costumes, and I've asked for so much because I love costumes, and I'm like, what if we did this? And and she tries to convince me, but if we did this, I wouldn't have to make this. I'm like, no, I really want this. So I, I love costumes, and I think it's going to be beautiful. There's so much fun stuff. I can't I can't even choose. One of my favorite things in the second act that's not really in the movie at all, actually, is a group of Santas that get together and talk about how Christmas has changed and it is so fun. You guys are gonna love it. Santa!
5: Sierra!
1: Next, we're going to talk with Taylor Luke, who plays Buddy the Elf, and Harrison Moore, who plays his brother, Michael.
5: So this show has been an absolute joy. Uh, that's one of the big things that Tammy had even talked about with me when I first started, uh, was that she really wanted it to be a joyful experience all around for everyone. I mean, it's a Christmas show. You want to have fun. You want it to be jolly. You want everybody to have a good time. And I think that's what I really appreciated about it, is there hasn't been any, like behind the scenes drama there hasn't been any like cast issues or anything like that everybody's just really loving to each other we all uh, enjoy each other's company and i mean the other day we had a pj and hot cocoa day where everybody came in our pjs the kids brought their stuffed animals <laughs> and we all just drank hot cocoa and sang songs. so it's 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 been a really joyful experience
1: that is a lovely and wonderful thing harrison come on over here what, what kind of pjs did you wear for pj and hot cocoa day
4: uh, I just wore comfortable clothes. It was it was nice.
1: So, what are you enjoying about doing the show so far?
4: It's fun. Yeah, I like to sing and dance and learn.
1: How long have you been singing and dancing?
4: Um, this is my first time doing a musical. And, but I've been acting for a while. Mm-hmm. That's
1: wonderful. I cannot wait to see you in this show. I know several other friends who are part of it, and I think it's just a wonderful choice for this time of year. So, Taylor, is there a moment that you know you're just going to be in the wings and you can't wait to get out there and do
5: that? There's kind of two for very different reasons. My favorite comedic moment in the show is the You're My Dad song in the office where Walter's just like, well, are you going to sing or something? I go, sure. And I do like a little Russian tap dance. And I'm just like, you're my dad. Like it's my favorite, favorite thing to do. But there's a point in the show that I think is a really big turning point for Buddy character wise on the deeper level, which I'm not going to give away exactly what moment it is for those of you who might maybe have not seen the movie. Um, But there's a moment in act two where I think Buddy grows up a lot in a very short period and I really like that arc. I really like getting to show him maturing and kind of understanding that he's human and the, the family dynamics and figuring that out as he's going because it's all new to him.
1: So for people who aren't, maybe aren't familiar with the movie, Buddy believes he's an elf, but he's not in fact an elf.
5: He is not an elf. Uh, you find that out very early on in the show. Um, he is a human who crawled into Santa's bag one night from his orphanage and Santa realized he was there when he got back to the North Pole and just went, well, you know what, we'll raise him here. Um, and he has been raised his entire life as an elf. He's 30 years old, fully believes he's an elf, and he gets sent to New York to try to find his family, find his dad, and uh, finds a lot more than that while he's there, too
1: it's a wonderful story i've heard of being raised by wolves but not raised by elves yep. that's a whole different thing Very different. yes <laughs> yes so come over here harrison tell me about what you're doing in the show and is there a specific thing that you get to do that you really like
4: um yeah make people laugh it's really fun for me i've been doing it for a while and i really love to do it it's my thing
1: It's wonderful. There's nothing like getting people to laugh. Is there a moment with you and Taylor that's particularly fun? Is there a specific scene that you like to do with Taylor?
4: Yeah, like I am robot and we walk off and it's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: I can't wait to see it. So what can audiences expect, Taylor? It's not the movie right? And the movie is not a musical, although there is music. Um, tell me how the the stage version is going to be different.
5: So I mean, one of the big differences is the prevalence of music in it. Um, there's a lot of music in the show. So the scenes are going to be shorter a lot of the time than they are in the movie. Um, some stuff from the movie is going to be kind of shortened for time because we have to be able to fit it all in. And some moments are going to be lengthened because now it's a five minute song. But also beyond that, I think partially because of Tammy's direction and partially because of how the show is written. Uh, it's a little less over the top than the movie is. Uh, it's a little more grounded. Um, Buddy in particular, I think, feels more grounded than he does in the movie, and a lot of the people around him do as well. Uh, I feel like it's a more genuine story, and there's a lot of more genuine growth for all the characters, but especially for Buddy and Walter and their relationship as father and son. I promise that I won't stop until I'm done So someday I can say I'm the worst
1: The musical runs Fridays through Sundays, December 1st through December 23rd. There is more information and tickets at the Gaslight Baker website. That's mygbt.org.
4: Come on, buddy, what comes next?
1: No,
6: I don't
4: wish for
6: mistletoe or red poinsettine. Now all I have is just one wish, this long, cold, Christmas Eve. Come quick, sing, sing, come quick.
0: Just a quick reminder that our lineup is featured daily on our Instagram page and on our daily stories, The Roundup. For the latest town happenings, tune in to the 78644 podcast on Instagram where you can learn about our upcoming episodes. We'd also like to remind you about our 78644 Friends program. 78644 Friends are passionate supporters who believe in more than just attending shows. They're all about ensuring musicians can thrive. By contributing $5 or more a month, you're directly supporting the artists who have graced our podcasts. Yes, that's correct. 100% of your donation Subscribers get a special link to a password-protected playlist featuring all our original music from our show, including unreleased tracks from Trigger Image and Sound, and it's your exclusive music hub. Don't miss out on the fun. Sign up today and secure your spot on the invite list and support amazing musicians who make our podcast special. And always remember to tip the band. Your contribution truly changes lives. We'd also like for you to join us on Shuffle Sundays at the corn crib in Tanktown every second Sunday of the month from 4 to 7 p.m. It's our monthly 78644 hang with the band The Shovelhawks playing your favorite honky tonk faves and their original music. But that's not all. We top it off with the excitement of Chicken Bingo. Curious of what Chicken Bingo is? You'll have to come and experience it for yourself, or if you see Dale Watson, you can ask him because he kind of invented it. If you're feeling lucky, this event you won't want to miss, so mark your calendar and make your way to Tanktown on the second Sunday of every month and hang out with us. It's time for 78644 4 News. Wednesday, December 20th at the Pearl, Stony Gable will be playing from 7 to 9 p.m. Thursday, December 21st, the Pearl will have open mic with the Michael James Band from 7 to 9 p.m. Friday, December 22nd, the Pearl will have Santa Claus arriving at 7.30 p.m. Acoustic Christmas music by Hallie Annie Finley, Melissa Engelman, and Mandy Rowan. That starts at 8 and goes to 10 p.m. Tuesday, December 26th, duets will have Paul Coffin at Family Acoustic Christmas at 7 p.m. Wednesday, December 27th, the Pearl will have Whiskey Wednesday with Chris Lancaster from 7 to 9 p.m. Thursday, December 28th, Old Powell will have the Light Aluminum playing from 9.30 to 11.30 p.m. Friday, December 29th, Lockhart Arts and Crafts will have Open Mic Night, that's 8 to 11.30 p.m. The Pearl will have Michael James Trio from 8 to 10 p.m. Old Pal will have the Light Aluminum from 9.30 to 11.30 p.m. Saturday, December 30th, Old Powell will have Deuce Bennett from 9.30 to 11.30 p.m. Thursday, January 4th, Old Powell will have Hallie Anna Fenley playing from 7 to 9 p.m. Friday, January 5th, Old Powell will have Corey Cross playing from 9.30 to 11.30 p.m. Saturday, January 6th, Old Powell will have Sidetracked from 9.30 to 11.30 p.m. Thursday, January 11th, Old Powell will have Deuce Bennett from 7 to 9 p.m. And that's it for 78644
6: News. I've left some keys just for you. Now Santa, if you please. Come quick, save me. Save me. Come quick, come quick, save me.
0: Restos, an Americana band hailing from Austin, emerges from the ashes of the band Western Youth with a fresh perspective. Led by Graham Weber, the quintet reunites Mark Nathan's guitar and Sammy Powell's keys alongside Brian Bowie and Chris Spencer's rhythmic prowess. Jamie Harris, currently rocking her new LP, joins on vocals... Restos, a dynamic and collaborative project, transcends the Americana genre, exploring various musical landscapes while staying true to rock and roll roots. Their new record, Ain't Dead Yet, is available on WeAreRestos.com. We sat down with the band for a live performance and an interview here in the studio.
10: Basically, uh, we've been playing together, uh, the guys in Restos have been playing together for as a unit for about five years, and we were in another band called Western Youth uh, that had another member uh, who is no longer with us. And uh, we ended up changing the name and just kind of starting a fresh project and kind of changing direction a little bit. Um, but we, the five of us have been playing together for quite a while, so we're having a great time. And, and uh, kind of, a, it was like a sort of a new lease on life, you know, just kind of refreshing. And we're all writing songs together now. Uh, as a group, and uh, it's it's been a, it's been a blast. That's cool. Right, so this is about five years with this with Restos. These guys have been playing together for eleven years or something.
2: Yeah, Western Youth was about twenty
10: twelve twenty thirteen ish, and Sam and I started playing around that, and then the five that are in Restos came about about twenty eighteen. So it's been since then. And I met these guys playing in a very, very short-lived Grateful Dead tribute band <laughs> called Moon Madness that I think we played two or three shows. Um, but yeah, that's the first time we played together before I even played with, uh, played with them in the other band. So.
0: With this band it's in your writing together, are you, are you working on a... On, you've got some records that you've done with this one?
10: Yeah, yeah. So we, we just released our first Restos album uh, on, at the end of September, uh 23. Yeah, we're we're going to get in and, and start working on a new one uh, at the beginning of the year. So, we've got some new songs that it it's cool. It's it's going in a good direction. We all kind of have different there's a lot of similar tastes amongst the five of us, but there's also a lot of varying tastes. And I think that like Mark Nathan is our guitar player, Chris Spencer is our bass player. They they're not here right now, but between the three of us and those guys, there's a lot of uh, history of rock and roll and and progressive music and different kinds of things that we're trying to kind of meld all that together in different songs and and kind of try to have something that's fresh and and uh, familiar at the same time. But it's it's really all about just trying to make rock and roll music, whatever that whatever that means to anybody anymore. But
0: yeah, S- someone was trying to tell me the difference between the rock and
11: roll and Americana, and I was like, I don't think I don't. I think Americana is this weird uh, blanket term for anything that's too rock and roll to be country and too country to be rock and roll, or you know, it, I don't really know what it is. But some, maybe someone in Nashville can tell me.
0: I'm <laughs> sure they have a description. Yeah. <laughs> With the new record, is that going to be coming out? Is that something you're going to? You said we talked about touring before we started recording.
10: Yeah, well, we, we, do, we did put it, it's out already. So it's available on all streaming platforms and for sale on our website. We are but it's out and we've, we just did a North Texas run, uh, last month with Daniel Markham and uh, Matthew McNeil. And we're hoping to repay the favor and get them down to Austin in uh, February. Uh, and then we went up to New York City and did a couple of shows up in, up in the city and then. Yeah, next year we're gonna. Like I said, in January we're gonna kind of try to focus on the next thing, and then get back into it, play a little in February, and then we'll probably be busy in Austin in March with South by, and then we'll see what we'll see what we do after that. But uh, the goal is to try to get overseas a little more. There's a from my travels over there and playing and producing and stuff over there. Um, it's just been a thing I've wanted to do for a long time because there's just not a lot of rock and roll. And it's weird because the Stones and the Beatles and the Who and every, you know, so much great historic, uh, historically rock and roll has been awesome. Um, it's just I don't hear a lot of it. And I know that the people over there enjoy it. And we get a lot of nice comments and people are buying our stuff over there. So that's that's the big overarching goal for, for me is to kind of be able to spend time with these four other guys that I really like and I really like playing with. And then go see the world, go see some places that we haven't been, and and play for people that maybe haven't seen a a five piece American rock and roll band before. So
0: yeah, that that would be cool. I I was talking with someone I think last night about the '90s English scene. That was the last you know they had Oasis and the yeah. Stone Roses and the. Is it still there? I mean, I don't
10: hear anything anymore. I think. I don't know. They got a lot of, there's a lot of like singer songwriters. There's like a blues kind of thing. I think it varies from, you know, place to place, but. Is Wet Leg from the UK? Wet Leg is from the UK, Mm -hmm. and I love them. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I love that record. And that was like probably the most, like, I don't know. I don't even know what you'd call that. It's not pop music so much. It's not, it's definitely not like punk music, but it. It has some punk elements to it. It does. It's rock and roll. There you go. Yeah, it's rock and roll. Yeah.
0: With this, with Restos, what do you feel the differences musically now between Western Youth and is there? You said you're taking some um, different avenues with this project.
10: Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a, there's quite a few differences. I'd say I'd say it's a little more cohesive in in, in a weird way. It was a little jaunty at times, I guess, with with the other band, but it's and there's not as much of like a blues element if there if there was one that would kind of play into it a little bit and so that I'd say those are kind of two of the big things um, but Brian's singing a lot more now and Sam's singing a little bit and you know that's that's different that never happened really before and, and we we always have well we don't always but Jamie Harris is part of our group too and she lives in Nashville now so whenever she's available if we get the six of us together then that's that's even better and Jane and Brian will sing with us when when she's not out on the road with Jane Leo and so we like to kind of add some some guests and stuff in, like friends of ours that are really talented. and But it's, a lot of it has to do with uh, being with people that you like making music with, you know? And it makes the music better, makes the, the hang better. and
11: It's one of those things where we know it when we hear it. So it's, I I don't know, it's kind of tough for any of us really to sort of put our finger on what it sounds like. We just know it when we hear it, right? I know that like the way Mark plays guitar, has influenced the way that I play the keyboards, right? And like going back, he's got a very melodic and like replacements style of playing. I mean, he he's he's a super versatile player, but his natural inclinations sort of push me to do some different things with some synthesizers or whatever that, you know, I I don't naturally come to, but like when I hear... The way that he play, you know, Graham will bring a tune in and and then we'll just sort of play it. And then Mark or myself will have a melodic theme and we'll start playing off of that. Or the way Chris plays bass. He's man, I love the way Chris plays bass, especially in this band. We all sort of approach music from different places that all kind of oddly comes together in this cohesive way. You know, the way Brian plays drums is really Tom Petty meets Wilco, right? And he has a very unique way of playing drums. And so all of that sort of pushes and pulls in this cauldron until, like, we know it when we hear it. We're like, yep, that's it. That's that's what we're doing. That sounds great. Yeah, (laughs) Makes me feel good. (laughs) You know? That's what you want.
0: And it's nice to hear it. Just good, pure melody, you know.
2: That is a big different not a big difference, but that is something we focus on: is is melody and maybe
10: shortening songs a little bit, try not to get too progressive, but you know, still have some fun. We're trying to get some more psych into this, and just like some creative psych, and yeah, it's super fun.
0: I think it's fascinating when you when you have a team of folks and you've been working for a long time, and then. You get you kind of rebrand something, and then that kind of opens up the the gateway to be different, you know? Because I feel like you can be in a box,
10: and and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think one thing, a couple a couple things that change. Like I switched back to electric. I was playing acoustic because we had three guitars in the old thing, and um, and I'm loving playing. Just I'm playing rhythm electric, but I got a couple of things I can do. But it's more of a that's that's a little more out front like to, but we can strip it down. That's the other thing we're pretty versatile so we can do I can switch the acoustic and we can do something like we did here and do a different kind of room or a different kind of show but that that's that's a big difference, I think for us and then I think also with the rebranding of it, a collateral benefit of that was that we put a, a lot of the songs that we had played a lot we just they just they're put to bed. So we had to, it's like forcing us to, we have the songs that we recorded, but if we want to fill out a set, we have to write new ones or really pick some cool songs that we didn't write to make our own, you know? So it's been a, it's kind of lit a little bit of a fire um, to make sure that we we still have new material, you know, and pl- or enough material for some.
0: Yeah, that is a challenge, yeah. yeah. You can't go back and rely on the old catalog. You're like, wow, i got to. Come up with some new let's talk a little bit about the the gig
10: that's coming out because we I just interviewed Katie and Ryan from Duets. I'm I'm loving the fact that there's new places opening up outside of Austin. And uh, we've had a bunch of friends just play the first month or two of duets being open. Jonathan Terrell, Matthew McNeil who came down from Fort Worth and played with Grady Spencer and uh, Alta Mesa just played. They're a great rock and roll band from Austin. And um who else was down there? Oh, the West Texas Exiles just mm-hmm. played there too. So, and they're playing at the end of the year with us at, in Austin. But yeah, we're, we're I'm I'm really excited. I'm excited to see a new place. Really like what they're doing there, and and I hear
11: the food's good. What's interesting is I actually played in a band with Ryan and his brother Rory for a while. I lived with Rory over on the East Side for a little while, but it's it's been cool to I don't know. It's probably five six years ago is when I met. Ryan, maybe, but it's just been kind of cool to see what he and Katie have been doing. You know, they had the the coffee shop first in Martindale and and now they've got this venue. And I think this area of the Hill Country is kind of hungry for a venue like what what they've got, you know, because there's not really you've got spots in San Marcos. Right. But really, it's just Cheatham Street and that caters a lot to the Texas country crowd and outside of that you know everywhere else in San Marcos just kind of wants a cover band or a DJ or whatever, right. it makes sense it's college town, you know. But then you've got like what Riley's Tavern, but that's so small. We've got Devil's Backbone, but that's still pretty far out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what they're doing is really important for sort of the Central Texas music scene. You know, it's it's a great routing gig. I've heard great things about the stage. Yeah, it's and it's a good place. So I'm I'm kind of excited that that they're doing this, you know, yeah, and like music with lovers, that. right It's not like a restaurant tour decided to put in a stage, like they are musicians and music lovers and music producers and show producers, you know
0: yeah, and they know how to do it. yeah, um, and yeah, it, it shows it makes a big difference, yeah. right.
2: We should mention tender things will be with us at duets yeah, a great that's... country rock
10: and roll band from Austin.: and yeah. Mark and so Jesse Ebaugh is the singer and frontman and the band leader of that band, great band. And um, But he played bass in Heartless Bastards and when Mark Nathan, our guitar player, was the guitar player in that band. So they've, they know each other very well, and we've never, we've never done a gig with them. We have an end-of-the-year thing at Seaboys, boys We're doing two nights the last weekend of the year, the 29th and 30th. We're doing a two-night stand. And uh, the first night will be with a band called Boer, Mike Boer's band, um, great rock and roll band. And then uh, Je Texas will be on that. Uh, show as well we did it we were playing a festival in driftwood or dripping and and uh they were on before us and we were all just kind of like sitting like this 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 is great. <laughs> Let's get. The, we had one more slot to fill on this two-night stand, so we, we asked them, and thankfully they said they would be happy to do it. Um, and then the second night, the thirtieth of December, we'll have uh, our friends, Harvest Thieves, just put out a record, and West Texas Exiles will be on that show. And those those are both at Sea Boys um, on Congress in Austin. <laughs>
0: We'd like to thank our sponsors, Texas Hatters, Well Foods, Thunderboard Bars, Wendy Art Bookery and Gifts, Christina Valdez Realtor, Corazon Team Realty Austin, Viva Trilingua, the Big Bang of Texas Music Exhibit at the Whitliffe Collections at Texas State University, and our in-kind sponsors, Printing Solutions, Willigan's Island, Courthouse Nights, The Rock House Airbnb, Birdie House Airbnb, Gaslight Baker Theater, and Crystal Glaze Photography. Seven eight six four four is produced by Kate Collins, recorded at Troubadour Image and Sound in Lockhart, Texas, edited by myself Stephen Collins and Danny Manning, social media managed by Crystal Glaze, Music, this episode by Kara McGregor, Kevin Mooney, Mark William Borg and the Shufflehawks, and Restos. Our show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Radio Public, and everywhere else where podcasts are streamed. Thanks for listening
6: are sown Where I'm going I must go there on my own Where I'm going I must go there on my own Set them on your right side Nesting table Remember all the good days that we had Forget about the ones where I woke up sorry I'm sorry, I'm sorry Forget about the reason I made you mad But it's clear to me The time has come In the morning I'll be walking toward the sun In the morning I'll be walking toward the sun Passing us back it's just the rest of our lives. So shove him in the top of your cluttered closet. Bury him with anything that comes to home. Get them out of nights where you wake up lonely. Lock them all away when you're not alone. But I promise you, when I find my way, then you're not know For you Someday If time Keeps a chasing You It's time Been changing me. Time change you Some too Baby Gente